This is the Resting Mom Phase Podcast. Welcome back to Rest in Mom Face Podcast. We are at episode eight. This first season has been such a joy, and I'm so grateful for you all for tuning in. And I know the last time we, you know, connected was Mother's Day, and I hope you all had a wonderful Mother's Day, whether you were celebrating as a mother, or you were celebrating with your mother, or if Mother's Day just wasn't the day for you, um, you're in my thoughts. So I hope you all have been well since then. With the episodes coming out every two weeks, I miss you all so much. I feel like it's a minute, but it's only two weeks. And, you know, I hope that, you know, the time apart has been a good one. This quarantine is not easy. I've officially reached the stage in adulting where I'm constantly trying to watch the news although my kids just don't really care and they won't let me watch tv in peace (laughs) but that's okay um I've just been trying to stay aware and not afraid I feel like I've definitely gotten less anxious about going to the stores and things like that and then I just practice gratitude a lot you know there's so much going on right now there's so much injustices There's so much hurt and evilness going on. And so, you know, I stay prayed up. And I pray that you all are well. And if there's anyone that's listening that's been directly impacted by this um, pandemic and this virus, you are in my thoughts. And I know I usually wait till the end of the episode to do a guided meditation But I'm just going to say a quick prayer, a prayer of thanks for this new day, a prayer of thanks for our well-being and our health, a prayer of thanks for all of our blessings, and I am praying for everyone all around the world who may be suffering and who may not be well at this time. I'm praying for the end of this virus. And I'm just praying for this world and every living being. And so with that prayer, I hope that we all can have some time to, you know, meditate and have time to ourselves. As you know, I am really big on self-care. After all, this is a self-care and guided meditation podcast. And it also happens to be kind of you know a podcast just about life as a mother life as a adult and when I started this podcast I mentioned that the resting mom phase is pretty much my journey in coping recovering and going through the different phases of life as a mother as a wife as a woman as a millennial and the big thing I guess that I've been kind of mentioning throughout every episode is that I am becoming a doula I am becoming a doula and guess what I am a doula and so it feels good to know that I have set a goal 
and I didn't even know clearly what I was trying to accomplish but a little bit more about me in case you're just like okay what is she talking about (laughs) so okay I had left my job I was working at an Ivy League college in the city of Philly um, working in career um, services pretty much my job was to coordinate all of the recruiting logistics um, for a lot of top companies who were coming to the university to recruit students, whether it was for internships or for full-time jobs. And so I was, you know, handling that process of coordinating the recruiting schedule, connecting students with the recruiters, and ensuring that that process went seamless. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed working with the students. I learned so much. However, the hours were unconventional, and when I had my second daughter, it just wasn't compatible with my life, and I left. I left, and I didn't know what was next for me. I was a stay-at-home mom, and that is a really tough job, and so I'm proud of myself that within the last year, I've worn a couple hats, you know? I was a working mom, I had a full-time job, and then I became a stay-at-home mom, and now I am a doula and I want to share more with you about the doula part and right now I am practicing as a virtual doula due to the COVID and that's what I really love about this field that the flexibility that I can be you know able to work with mothers and their families virtually and so It's been a wonderful experience so far. I am still learning so much. There's so much support from other doulas and it's just a lot of learning as well. So it's been an eye opener. You know, this is a completely new field for me. Although my minor um, was women's and gender studies. So I graduated Rutgers with a major in HR management and then I minored in women's and gender studies and women rights and advocating for women's wellness has always been my true passion. I just didn't know how to make that into a career. And so if you are thinking like, what's next for you? If you're curious just about what a doula does, um, what the field really is all about, you definitely want to, you know, stay tuned because I have an awesome, awesome, awesome guest. Her name is Karen Marie Peterson and she is a certified doula trainer. She's also the program manager at Petaway Pursuits Foundation, which is an awesome, awesome, awesome nonprofit organization. And that is where I am currently employed at. She also has her own nonprofit organization, Women of Harmony. She's a mother, she's a wife, and she's a phenomenal woman. There's so much to learn from her. And so she's gonna be telling you more about what she does, her trainings, And in addition to that, I had the chance, I had the honor to host a roundtable, a virtual roundtable, the day after Mother's Day, and it was called Mothering the Mother. And that was really a chance um, for the doulas that I work with and the mothers that I work with, we all came together um, at Petaway Pursuits Foundation, and we were just discussing what you know really 
is a doula and how does she help the mother and her family? And it was just a round table about, you know, a doula one-on-one overview. And so I'm going to include a little bit of that into today's episode. And so I hope you, you know, I hope you enjoy the episode. I hope you get to understand more about what a doula does, what he or she is, in case you may not be sure. Sometimes there's confusion um, between doulas and midwives. And I just want to continue to advocate for women's wellness. And, you know, in addition to the birth and postpartum doulas, there are different types of doulas too. And so I hope this will inspire you to continue to learn and to just explore. There's so much to explore, honestly. And thank you again for tuning in. And I hope you will enjoy today's episode. When you're done listening, I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. I would also appreciate it if you could rate and leave me a review. Let me know what you're thinking about the episodes and how you're feeling. I want to hear some feedback. And so I would really appreciate that. If you're listening on Spotify, be sure to hit that follow button. If you're listening on Anchor, be sure to follow as well. And you can leave a voice note. I want to hear your voices. I want to hear your feedback. And of course, you know, follow me on IG, Facebook, Twitter. There's so many great things in store here at Rest in Mom Phase. And I'm so grateful that you all are with me as we're going through these phases. If you have any questions for Karen after you've listened to this podcast, I will be sharing her contact information. And also you can reach out to me directly and I'll put you two in contact. So thanks again and let's get into the episode. Empowered women empower other women. And I feel like you do that effortlessly. Um, and so before we even get more into it, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? And yeah, just there's so much great things about you. So I'll let you tell the people more about what you do and how you empower other women. Thank you so much for that. Um, that that sounds amazing. Um, I'm really just living my calling Mm -hmm. is the real truth. I, I wouldn't be able to do anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, I, my background is in education, but I started this, I'll refer to it as a ministry of working with women and children. When I was 25 years old, I was Mm -hmm. a single mom with two children and I became a foster parent to a pregnant teen. Uh, I did know her. And at that time, and maybe even today, uh, teenagers are often separated from their babies um, in foster care. And so she came to me and said, listen, they're going to take when I have my baby, they're going to separate us. Would you mind being my foster mother? And I knew her well. I knew her family. And I said, of course. So, of course, you have to go through a whole process. And when they came to my home, they realized how much space I had. They were like, oh, she has room for another. She's got one and a half bathrooms. How about we, we give you one more? And so I became a foster parent. So it, at 25, what? I had six kids in my household. <laughs> and, so, and then I went on. Fast forward. I um, was an educator for Project Elect, which is a teen parent program. Um, at 
or mm-hmm. high schools. They're all over the state of Pennsylvania, but I worked in Delaware County. I did that for 12 okay. years. And then um, I was looking for a, a resource for those teenagers. And that's how I found out about the doula work. And, mm-hmm. and then I realized I was a doula and I just was not getting paid for it. Between the time of becoming a foster parent and working with the teen moms, I became homeless about 20 years ago. Um, my 20-year-old now, who's going into her junior year of college, was a one-month-old infant. And mm-hmm. that was a very charged experience. I had three kids living in a shelter. I had surgery on my lung, yeah. delivered a baby. And so I thought, I didn't know it then, but um, before I left the shelter, I created a whole program for the women. It was like a 12-week program. And, you know, let me see, about six years ago, I developed a nonprofit. And so I still go back to those same shelters and support those women. And it's just, it's what keeps me going. Um, And it's just my calling. And I'm grateful that I know where I'm called. Because a lot yeah. of people go through life not knowing what they're here for, what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like the work that I do is just living my purpose. I love that. Yeah. That is such a story. Um, whenever you, you share your background with me, I'm always just still so surprised. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I remember, um, I think it was a few weeks ago. Yeah, actually, it was about two weeks ago um, during our training that you said something that stuck with me. You said that you are not supposed to be where you are today. Um, and you already told us a little bit about your background, but can you tell us more about what it is that you do today? So today I am, oh, wow. I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm married to a very handsome, very intelligent mm-hmm. engineer <laughs> who makes a ton of money. And yeah. <laughs> of eight children, four girls and four boys. Um, We are having our 12th and 13th grandchildren this year. By day, I am a program director for the Petaway Pursuit Foundation, which is an amazing organization that provides uh, maternal health support um, through Mm -hmm. services and certified lactation services to women who receive Medicaid. And we are here in the state of Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. Um, And then we also provide educational classes for families or anyone who does not have the qualifying insurance. So anyone can come to those. And of course, during the pandemic, they are virtual. I still run my nonprofit, um, Women of Harmony, Inc. And we serve of three shelters in Delaware County, one in Chester, one in Darby, and one in Media PA. And, wow, I didn't even know that. Yes. That's awesome. And um, of course, I have my own private practice as a doula, um, as a lactation counselor, and I am a faculty trainer for CAPA. So CAPA is the organization that trained and certified me, and now I'm a trainer training other doulas. One, that is amazing. And I love the work that we do. I really do. Mm-hmm. I I knew about the Women of Harmony. I didn't realize the scope of it, that it covered um, so many. And that sounds like you've been really busy because I know right now during this pandemic, we, you know, we're not even thinking about the people who before this happened were already, you know, in dire need of support and help. 
how are you balancing wearing all those hats? Whew, one day at a time. <clears throat> I work hard, but I yeah. also play hard. Um, <laughs> and I also try to make time for my family. Um, yeah. You know, me and my husband will go in our cave and we'll lock the door for a couple <laughs> days. <laughs> and you know and just wait on each other and take care of each other and um yeah. and then because we can't go into the shelters um what we're doing oh, okay. is a lot of delivering to the shelters so okay supplementing them with supplies um, yeah and I try not to you know there are some things I say no to um okay. but I also believe in you reap what you sow so if you find mm-hmm. good soil and you have some good seed, you put that mm-hmm. seed out there and, you know, one day you may see a little bud and, and then, you know, the next day you may see mm-hmm. some sprouts and, you know, and over time those seeds will grow um, and then you plant someplace else. So, and I, I believe in having multiple streams of income, but I also believe in having mm-hmm multiple streams of income so that I can help somebody who doesn't have it. This is true. This is definitely the season of growing. And, you know, I think having those tools, like especially someone to help you grow is probably one of the most essential, you know, part of it. And I always, you know, I was reflecting. Um, I always do self-reflection. I was reflecting before our call and I was just telling myself like, wow, I'm so glad that I planted the seed of, you know, um, attending the doula training that you had um, facilitated earlier this year, because during this time where people are laid off and people are losing their job, um, I have a job, you know, and I had planted that seed way before this happened to become a doula. And so, yeah, <laughs> yes. it just it, it's all coming together. And as you said, um, you, you know, create a stream of income, not only for yourself, but then you are able to help other people do the same for themselves. And it's a ripple effect. Yes. And I definitely feel like that's doula work, really. So you have another training coming up and I've been sharing it with everyone that I know, <laughs> because this is such a, a really great industry that I feel like it's is not enough, you know, spotlight on it. So could you, one, tell us about, you know, what it is to be a doula um, and any other important information that you want, you know, other women, other men to know about the role of a doula and how they can, you know, generate a stream of income being a doula. Sure. So doulas, primarily, there are birth doulas, postpartum doulas, grief doulas, Um, Mm -hmm. but the scope of practice of doula service is always going to be emotional support, physical support, Mm -hmm. and educational support. That does not change. Your, the approach is what changes. So for me, um, do the work of being a doula is really about mothering the mother, but it's also about fathering the father. And helping new parents take care of their baby, having good birth outcomes with as much ease as possible, coming together as a community to support new families. I believe that um, the more uh, doulas 
work in the in many communities and communities where people look like them, speak their same language. We're going to see a change in the dynamics of our community. We're going to see less violence. We're going to see more education. We're going to see more creativity because it's a it gives families a great start. Uh, one of the initiatives that I have been working on and wholeheartedly believe in is training male doulas. The word doula means female servant. And, mm -hmm. and that's appropriate because women um, are dying at an extremely high rate in the United States, particularly black and brown women because of maternal mortality yeah. and morbidity and infant mortality. And so part of putting a, uh, lowering those numbers is training more doulas, educating more families. And who else knows that woman if she, if her partner is a male um, or it may not be a male, but if her partner is a male, who knows her better than him? If she's in a healthy relationship, who's going to spend more time with her than him? So I believe in giving women, birthing women and their partners the same education. So mm -hmm. focusing on the mom, yes, take care of her first, but if she mm -hmm. falls asleep and because she's so tired and she needs that nap, she doesn't have to be concerned that her partner doesn't know what to do with that baby because she's confident yeah. that that doula trained them both, um, educated them both, provided emotional support for them both, gave them both the resources that they needed to, to mm -hmm. bring home this new person. Um, and as a matter of fact, we just this morning worked with a family I've been working with for a little over a month now, and they delivered beautiful mm -hmm. princess this morning and that's awesome the night before she said I feel confident that my husband knows what to do and she was having a c-section I've never heard anybody say I feel confident going into having a c-section <laughs> and this is yeah baby so I I, I I fought back tears because this is bigger yeah. than just it's it, of course it's about healthy birth outcomes of course it's about um, lowering maternal mortality and morbidity. But for black and brown communities, it's about change. It's about changing the landscape. What does it look like? Involving fathers. A lot of fathers aren't involved because they don't know how to be. But if there's another male doula, you know, men speak their own language. They regulate one another. And if you can have a, a female doula and a male doula work with a couple, what, what's that going to look like? Mm -hmm. I can tell you, it's beautiful and it's celebratory. And I think our ancestors would be proud. I think so too. I love that, yeah. um, that you hit on that because it really is like a full circle thing. As you said, it's the mom, that's the priority, but it also is about the family, including the partners yes. and the whole family as well. Like our generation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's wonderful that, yeah, I've never heard, you know, when I think about C-sections, when I talk about C-sections, it's a lot of fear based around right. that. So for her to say that is really, really um, touching. Yeah, yes. It's important during this virtual yes. time that people feel secure yeah. and they feel like they can have someone to reach out to. Uh, yeah, and I, I really like the fact that doula work is able to be done virtually I find that that's like so amazing how you being the program manager at Petaway Pursuits Foundation, 
um, when this pandemic, you know, started without any hesitation, you were able to, you know, turn it around and be like, okay, virtual. Um, I really admire that because I was just like, whoa. What are we going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> the transition was so smooth, how you all just offer virtual services and all the doulas on your team, both here in Pennsylvania and in Massachusetts, you know, they're up to date with it and y'all just kept it moving. The moms are being, you know, supported virtually. And I think like that's so amazing because this time I really am thinking about all the moms and, you know, whether they're, you know, early on their pregnancies or during yeah. the postpartum phase, this has to be a really crazy time. Yeah, it, um, <clears throat> my heart goes out because I was that young single mother who didn't have enough resources or finances or support. So oftentimes I think about her um, and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a praying woman. So that's where I, mm -hmm. you know, that's what I can offer if I, but if there, anybody reaches out, I don't care who they are. If there's something that I have that I can help and support, um, then we're going to, I'm going to try my best to do that just to take, yeah. you know, the edge off and sometimes it's just connecting them to a different resource you know this um, is true but but we need that support we need to come out on the other side of this with growth with creativity with more community mm -hmm. you know i yeah i agree and speaking of community um can you tell us a little bit more about kappa and more about you know how did you become a certified doula trainer and what do your trainings look like? So, um, again, my background is in education. So when I think of training, I think of teaching. And any opportunity I can get to teach, I want to do it. <laughs> so I'm really a teacher at heart. Um, so I was, I got my birth training from another organization. And I got my postpartum training from Kappa. Mm -hmm. And then I had to choose which one I wanted to be certified with. So of course, I chose Kappa, obviously. And mm -hmm. after I got certified, you know, they give you two years to get certified. I got certified in a year and a half. And I was like, I want to mm -hmm. be a trainer. They were like, okay, well, you need to be certified <laughs> for at least three years. So slow down <laughs> and come back. <laughs> and um, three years. So after my three years was up, I applied. And they really, awesome. at that time, they were shutting the door because they were redoing the manual. They were redoing mm -hmm. the website and they weren't really letting anybody in, but they were like, mm, we kind of like you. So we're going to let you, we're going to let you slide <laughs> in. Um, and so again, it, doula work is the training. I have been teaching this stuff to families for years. Yeah. So I do the manual front and back. Um, and when you when you train or educate people, you're not you, you're doing it to a group. And that's very much like mm -hmm. a classroom. So that my background's mm -hmm. in education. So that was easy for me. I had a ton of tools already in my kit that I was using with families. Mm -hmm. It was just about, OK, how do I make this work and, and build this begin to build this part of my brand? And I'm still yeah. doing that. Um, and so our trainings are usually two days, a Saturday, mm -hmm. Sunday. Um, you have to have 18 hours of seat work before you can go on to be certified. This is the first step. Yeah. Um, they do get, Kappa gives you two years to become certified. Um, some people can do it in a year, year and a half. 
Um, and then of anyone who I train, I'm always going to mentor and support and help them along the way. And then because of the pandemic, a lot of our trainings have turned virtual. And so if it's a virtual training, that means that people are home. They may be home with their spouses, their children, their puppies, you know, their yeah. <laughs> I, if it's virtual, I break it out over three days. We take as many breaks as we need to. So yes. we get to those 18 hours. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, the Zoom meetings, it's interesting because I think, like, in theory, people think, like, online is so much easier. But I love that you, you take into consideration, like, you know, being realistic and being flexible with your trainings. <laughs> you have to be. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. And I just realized we didn't share with um, everyone what CAPA means. I mean, I feel like the doula world is a whole different world. You start to use different acronyms, different words. <laughs> That's- <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about what this CAPA is and also about your brand? Okay. So CAPA is an acronym for Childbirth and Postpartum Professional Association, C-A-P-P-A. So you can look them up there on Facebook. Um, they're on Instagram. Um, and then I'm still building my brand, which is kmpdoulaservice.com. If you go to the website, it's blank because the web, the web <laughs> developer is still working on it. But my email address is kmpdoulaservice at gmail.com. And okay. I am, um, I'm big on um, training. I'm a, I feel like I'm a doula to doulas. So that's kind of why I really like the training part and the nurturing part um, and uh, and giving doulas space to find their own niche. Um, For example, I knew when I became a doula that I I didn't know it before when I was in my training, I would have never thought it, but that Mm -hmm. this breastfeeding thing, I kind of like this and I have a niche for it. I never breastfed, didn't come from a family of breastfeeding, but it was something Mm -hmm. that drew me. And so I became a certified lactation counselor. So a huge part of that will be, I'll always do community doula work. Um, I'll always do um, work in my community um, as a doula, but I also have a private practice. I am a doula trainer and I I will have um, a section where I can mentor other doulas, just kind of like what you're doing, just having a space for them to talk about um, challenges that they're facing um, and bounce things off of each other. Um, an open space, particularly for male doulas as well. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. I, I really love the fact that you are the pioneer of the male doula movement. Um, so my training that we had was when you had the first male doula. It was how many of us? Like 10? There were there were 11 total. He, he was number 11. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was... <laughs> It was so amazing, um, the conversations we had and having his input, you know, sharing with us a whole group of women how a man might feel. Um, that was such an eye opener. And I really, really enjoyed that training. I felt so empowered. Um, those two days just was like, it was such a good training. Like I, I can't remember the last time I was so engaged in learning. You know, I left my corporate position and I was just like, what am I going to do now? And I felt like doula work found me <laughs> um, because I remember the first day I met you at Petaway Pursuits Foundation when I attended the mommy support group. I don't even know how I 
I was just like, do you do doula work? I said something like that. And I was like, I want to learn. And you were just like, yeah, I got you. And <laughs> it happened. And so I really love how like responsive you are. And like you said about the mentoring part, I think being that doula is still something that's becoming more and more popular. So the awareness has to increase. And mm-hmm. the fact that you really, you know, you empower people to believe in themselves and you let them know like this doula thing is not, you know, as mystic or as mysterious as it might seem. It's just an actual occupation. It's community work, but it can also generate income. Yeah. And there's so many paths to it. Like you said about the breastfeeding and there's yeah. the different niche within the doula work. I really, really value all of that. And so I think anyone who's listening who may be interested in becoming a doula, definitely, I love the fact that it's virtual. So that means you're able to train people no matter where they are. Is that correct? That is correct. My last training, there were two women from Chicago, which was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Could you give us the date and the times um, for the next one that's coming up? So um, the date is Saturday, June 27th and Sunday, June 28th. And of course, we may extend a few of those hours if it becomes virtual. Right now, it's still a live training because I'm hoping that, okay. you know, the, the quarantine is lifted, but I'm I'm not so Fingers crossed. <laughs> but I am flexible. And yeah. so you yeah. are interested in the training. I am KM, KMP Doula Service on IG. Um, my Instagram, my, uh, sorry, email address is KMP Doula Service at gmail.com. You can call me at 610-809-1487. Um, if you just have questions, you're not sure if you want to do it, but you're thinking about it, um, those are the best ways to reach out to me. Um, they're also going to be a training in August, one in September, and one in October. That's so awesome. I love that that you're able to, you know, be reached at different ways, whether it's social media or directly through a phone mm-hmm. call. Um, and then, yeah, I enjoyed the live meetings. The space where we had it was so comfortable. It was so open. We got to do a lot of like, you know, group work, but it was fun things. I really enjoy the self-care activity we did. Yes. Um, (laughs) It's so engaging. And I know the live, um, I mean, I know the online one is probably just as, you know, engaging. Um, And it's awesome that you're offering it multiple times during the year, because like I said, the fact that I had trained to become a doula in February and this pandemic happened in March and that meant that, you know, I, I wasn't able to physically, you know, apply for the job, but I was able to virtually apply. And now I'm a virtual doula. Yes. And yes, we work together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other part is that anyone who takes my virtual training, I, when the trainings go live, they can sit in on the hands-on mm-hmm. portion because that's the really fun portion, but I've gotten a lot of materials mm-hmm. um, to you know, up the ante. I bought a headset. I've gotten uh, what do you call it? a projector? So, mm-hmm. and then I'm I have a new office space just for the virtual awesome. training, so that you can see everything that I'm doing. I can show people how to yeah. bathe a baby and uh, swaddle a baby and moby wrap the baby, and so yeah. yeah. So you know, you had to ad- adjust with the flow. And, uh, yeah, and I really like again that it's not just. Um, for us as far as women but this is something that men you know are invited to is for the whole family 
because I remember in our um, training that you held in February, it was different age groups, different nationalities. We had a male doula. Um, it was a really diverse really group. Was. I really enjoyed that too. It really was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Any other um, things you want to share with us about doula work or just any last words, any gems? You're full of so much. <laughs> so I'm just picking your brain. <laughs> um. Just be generous, be kind. This is a time for for generosity. It's a time to be kind to others. It's a time to um, look at what you do have and not what you don't. Mm -hmm. And if you have enough to share, this is a time to share. This is true. Thank you for those closing words. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about all the training and meeting all the new certified doulas that are going to come out of your training, feeling empowered, like how I feel right thank now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you again for taking the time to come on the podcast and just being so supportive. I remember when I told you my idea about this podcast, you were so excited. Um, you didn't even hear it, but you were just like, I want to be on it when you, <laughs> you know, when you start this. <laughs> you're very, you're natural at and, this and you are, we're from kind of sort of, I'm, different generations but what you're going to bring to your generation I'm just I can't wait to see it you know I think that you're amazing thank you. so thank you for having me thank I feel you. like a guest of honor like this is really an honor you are <laughs> and I can't wait for you to return on the podcast because um yeah in addition to you being this certified doula trainer you are a boss you are a founder of a whole nonprofit organization. <laughs> You're a mother to other mothers. You're a nurturer. And you have so much um, in your lifetime that you've already accomplished as a mom, more than a mom. And, you know, that's what this podcast is all about, is about highlighting that, yes, we are mothers, um, but there's so much more to yes. us. And I love how you balance all those parts of your life. So I definitely can't wait to have you back on the podcast. So we can talk about more about this amazing life that you're living. <laughs> Thank you, Liv. <laughs> no problem. So I will probably see you via Zoom call soon okay. because um, of work. Yes. <laughs> like I said, there's doula work is work. Um, it's definitely securing the bag. Yes. And so I'm just excited to be a doula. And I hope that if you're listening and you're interested in, you know, becoming a doula or just learning more about it, I'm going to share Karen's um, contact information on my IG page. Um, so feel free to contact her and reach. I hope you all found that talk with Karen insightful. And again, if you're interested in training, I'm going to share her contact information with you all. And so reach out to her. And as promised, here is a clip from my first round table where I was speaking with the other doulas and the mothers that are part of um, the organization I work with, Petaway Pursuits Foundation. I really enjoy this conversation. And if you are a mother or if you are, you know, just curious about what a doula is or does, I definitely think that you may find this insightful as well. So stick around for the the clips and special thanks again to all the doulas and all the mothers who participated in this roundtable. I appreciate you all and I hope you enjoy it.
<laughs> I think it's important to think about like figuring out how to allow people to help you beforehand before you even have the baby too mm-hmm. because some people don't know how to like delegate and like give tasks to other people especially um people who identify as mothers like we like mothers are used to doing so much that it's kind of hard to like take a step back so I feel like even in pregnancy like it's it's nice to kind of think about like okay what ways can I let people help me and prepare Mm -hmm. from them um yeah that's a really good point I feel like we need to have a whole nother talk on that because I'm definitely guilty of that I don't know how to (laughs) delegate I always ask for help but then I'm like nobody helps me maybe because I don't even know how to like receive the help but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> um, anyone else? When I think about mothering the mother, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I think about is that we live in a society where moms are mothering alone mm. and not in a community. And I think about doulas being, you know, bridging that gap between the provider offices where go and get your checks, you know, the weight and get a heartbeat and get your belly measured and all of that. Mm-hmm. Then when you get home, um, the doula is somebody who's a gap between the provider's office and your home, someone in your community. Mm-hmm. Because everyone wants that baby. Can't wait to see that baby. Can't wait to hold it, smell it, change a poopy diaper. We've never <laughs> been so excited to see poop in our life and all of that. Meanwhile, what is doing all this who's caring for mom mm-hmm. um when the dust settles and the excitement is over and the baby shower is over and the gender reveal has come and gone and everybody's back to work you know who isn't in, under quarantine um what does that look like for her you know breastfeeding at 4 a.m is a lonely place mm-hmm. um being responsible for our household as a single mom or even a mom with a partner or a birthing parent with a partner. Um, who is caring for her? We have been conditioned to take care of the baby and now we are reconditioned, shifting the culture that it includes mom. So that is so super important because that affects our entire community. Healthy moms, raise healthy kids, and healthy communities. So it's this ripple effect yeah. that mothering the mother really benefits us all you know, giving her this type of support that she needs where mm-hmm. she needs um, benefits our entire community. I agree it's a generational thing and I um the video we watched earlier with the the other doula when she said that um it was tra- tradition in her West African practice um and I'm also West African too so the fact that I didn't even know about these practices um and it's like innate in my culture, I feel like we really have to bridge that gap back to, you know, knowing that this is natural. This is part of all of our cultures. And like you said, like it, it really is, um, it really is very important that we do, we practice this, that we support mothers and birth and parents and families for our whole society, our whole world. Present and know that you are enough. 
let's pause and let's acknowledge our progress in womanhood and motherhood and in all the things that we are pursuing. You are enough and your peace of mind, your wellness, your longevity is priority. I pray for our collective success and for anyone who may be feeling hopeless and defeated and hurt. You're in my thoughts and my prayers. And I want to remind you that it is okay to feel how you're feeling. Remember, nothing lasts forever. This too shall pass. Until next time, rest well.